Hello, everyone, and welcome to All of Us. My name is Rachel. I'm the founder and chief encourager here at All of Us, and I want to say welcome. Today is episode 43 uh, that I have titled The Plan Includes Pause. I have with me today a friend and a woman that I admire very much. Her name is Denise Lee Yan. Denise, welcome to All of Us. Thank, Thank you so, glad so much. I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Would you introduce yourself to those that are listening or watching today? Sure. Um, I am here in San Francisco with you, and I wear two hats professionally. One is in the business world as a keynote speaker on brand leadership. And then the other hat I wear is in the ministry world. I'm the founder and director of Faith and Work Journey. Which I very much love, and we'll get into talking about Faith and Work Journey throughout our interview time today. Denise, I always ask every person that I have have here at All of Us. Tell us a little bit about your Jesus journey. How did you come to know the Lord? Yeah, well, I, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, you know, going to church every Sunday. I think I was even baptized at the whole youth group thing or whatever, but it was really something to do and something that my parents and, and sometimes forced me to do. And yeah. so uh, when I went away to college, I pretty much rejected going to church. I was like, I am going to do my own thing. I'm going to sleep in on Sunday. Yes. Um, but then when I graduated from college, I ended up um, working with this wonderful man who was still one of my closest friends. And at one point, he invited me to attend church with him. And his church was a very seeker-friendly church. Mm -hmm. And it was there that you know, God found me, that I, I was in a place where I was open enough to hear his call and respond. Mm -hmm. I always love hearing everyone's responses because obviously they're going to be different. But um, the friend that asked and you said you were ready and to receive the call, which I think is just so, so special. Thank you for sharing. Well, today, um, if you've been following and tracking along with all of us, we are in a leading and loving leadership series. And I told Denise this before we pressed play on the, on the, I pressed record on this uh, recording that, you know, she has been brought to my mind and my heart. I've written her down in my notes, but the timing was right to have her on all of us for this series. Uh, I respect Denise very much uh, as a, a woman, um, as a leader, and especially in the faith and workspace. You've done so much here in the Bay um, and all over across the country, actually, um, in this space. And so it's an honor to have you here today. But today I wanted to go into Sabbath and I wanted to go into rest and to pause because I came to Faith and Work Journey's uh, end of year party uh, at the end of December uh, 2022 and wonderful time learning about what all was happening at Faith and Work Journey, celebrating amongst other others that are part of uh, Faith and Work Journey. And the very end of that time together, uh, you talked about how you were going to be starting the year off with a sabbatical. And so, Denise, how did you, what was behind that decision? And I actually want to ask, too, what was it like from your vantage point looking out at all of us as you as you talked about taking a sabbatical? Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you how I got to the decision, yes. and then I'll tell you about my reaction at the Christmas party. So um, last August, I had gone on a vacation where um, we actually had a lot of time just to kind of rest and relax and do nothing. And so I actually had a chance to really kind of process like, what was I learning? What was I experiencing? What was God saying to me? And then I had also, you know, whenever I go on vacation, I bring a bunch of books with me. And one mm. of the books I had taken with me was um, a gift from a friend called Taking Care of Yourself. Mm. It's a very small book written for ministry leaders. 
And um, it, it talked about um, the kind of motivation or the connection that ministry leaders have to their mission. And reading the book made me realize that I had lost that connection. Mm. At, at the, up to, to that point, um, you know, Faith and Work Journey had been around for maybe two, two and a half years. And like, I was full steam ahead, like just trying to like do everything. And especially last year, we had really expanded into a lot of new areas, into fundraising, et cetera. And so I was just like, uh, like a machine, like just working on all this stuff. And in the process of really focused on our goals, uh, really focusing on our goals, I had lost touch with why was I even doing this in the first place? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about that. And um, I uh, had last year had been working with a wonderful executive coach who many of you may be familiar with, Ruby Kim. Um, I, I cannot say like, I cannot explain how much of a blessing it has been to be working with her. Mm -hmm. um, but in talking with her about my realization, we just kind of decided or determined that I what I really needed to do was go on a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I, I can fill in more details of what happened between August when we decided and then December when you when you heard the announcement. But I will say that it was really a hard decision for me. And I was even really... Um, like reluctant or hesitant to tell people I was going on a sabbatical. And so at the Christmas party, when I, when I made the announcement, you all cheered and yes. clapped and I almost like lost it in terms of tears. Like I was so overwhelmed with the, the encouragement and the kindness and the support and affirmation for that decision. It was beyond my, I, I didn't even know to expect that. And I was just so blessed by that moment. So thank you for being a part of oh, that. Well, I gotta tell you, I didn't know that that message was coming. <laughs> it did, you know, I was definitely cheering because I thought it was such a beautiful model of your, a continued amazing leadership. Um, make that announcement when you did uh, with a lot of people that have journeyed with you along the way. Uh, and it was a celebratory time, right? Like we were looking over the last year at Faith and Work Journey and we're celebrating, you know, all these milestones and new programs and, you know, just everything. And it should be celebrated when we take a sabbatical. And I thought that that was just a beautiful display of your of good leadership of good healthy leadership so that's how I took it I wanted you to know how it was received by me and and I think received by others as well as they were were cheering you on uh yeah. so that was yeah. uh, thank you for sharing uh um Denise you mentioned that it was not an easy decision and that you struggled with it and even just struggled with telling people about it right what were right. yeah things? Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, some background is that I, in my, you know, 25, 30 plus year career, I have not taken more than like a two, maybe two and a half week vacation. I've mm -hmm. never taken any kind of rest. I've always been very focused on my work and I, and I love working and I love that God has put this passion in my heart. Um, yeah. And so to say that I needed to take a break was something that was A, really foreign to me, but B, really hard for me to admit, to say, you know what, like I can't, I can't continue on or I shouldn't continue on. Um, I need to rest and and implied in that is also that I need help, that like I'm I'm not gonna be able to do this um on my own. Yeah. And so um it was hard just to admit that. Um I will also say that um there was something that happened with my board. Um, between when I had determined I need to take this, this sabbatical and then when I actually did. And that is that they were very supportive 
of me going on sabbatical. Um, but I think that we all didn't realize the implications of it in terms of um, the amount of kind of operational help I was going to need to prepare for and then to actually go on sabbatical. Yeah. And just to explain, my board has always been more in the role of advisory and counsel. Um, they've been such a great support in terms of loving me and praying for me and encouraging me, but um, not really kind of like a working board in the sense where they're actually doing stuff. But mm -hmm. me going on sabbatical kind of naturally made the, the made necessary for me to ask them to step up into these roles. And I, and, you know, frankly, they were hesitant and this is not to criticize them at all. This just wasn't what they signed up for. Yeah. And so, um, it, so as you know, it was becoming more and more difficult for me to think, how am I going to handle these, the operational requirements? We decided we were going to do very bare minimum while I was gone, but there were still some things that need to be done. I, I started to doubt. I started to say, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't take this sabbatical. And Ruthie will tell you, call after call, I kept on saying, I don't know if I should do this. Is this the wrong decision? And, and you know, praise the Lord that she was, um, I think, very adamant in encouraging me. And then also, you know, in my prayer time with the Lord, also just getting the um, getting the message that I really did need to do it. And in fact, I was so focused on all the things that could go wrong while I was on sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, I needed to think about what were all the good things that could come of my sabbatical. Ah, uh -huh. and, um, and so kind of trying to reframe that um, helped and, and got me to the point where, okay, I am going to do this and we're just going to figure it out. Mm, oh, thanks for sharing. And that just reminds me, and I feel like I have to say it here, is that we need those those faithful friends or those encouragers, those coaches, like you know the board, whoever it is in our life to say, Hey, you know, like you can do this and there's actually could be some good fruit on the other side of this, you know, and uh, to kind of help us to see ourselves and see the situation. Sometimes we can be so zeroed in and, you know, have the blinders on, but thank God for those people in our life that can say, no, Denise, you need to take this break. You need, you need to take this sabbatical. Absolutely. Yeah. To give me the perspective that, you know, I, I was, I was so focused on, Kind of losing control and all the the like I said all the bad things that could possibly happen as opposed to being open and optimistic about all the um, possible good things that could happen. Right. I needed to hear that from folks. Yeah. Oh, amen. And I, you know, here recently um, in some of my studies, I've really had to go back on what is the meaning of sabbatical and rest, mm -hmm. and um, being reminded. And I want to remind all of us today that you know, rest is a gift from God, and it is a blessing from Him, not something that we have to earn, um, but is is truly a blessing from Him and a gift. And I'm going to read scripture right here because I, I want us to take us back to the garden real quick and just see what I'm saying here. And I'm not making this up, uh, but the chapter two of Genesis says, so the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed on the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy for on it. He rested from all his work of creation. And, you know, for me, Denise, in this, in this uh, season of my life, being reminded here that it's not that God rested because he was tired, like he rested because everything that he had ordered, his hard work had been complete. And so now it was functioning as it should. And when I began to think about that scripture and then how we, you know, you talked about hard rest and, and on the front end, what you had to do to prepare your board 
for the rest. Like that, that makes sense. Like you were ordering, you know, so that you could rest. And the fact that God says on that seventh day that he called it holy reminds us that he blessed the seventh day. So he blesses our rest. And if he blessed the rest, then he blesses the rest for us now. Um, so we should expect the good gifts on the other side. Yeah, um, that, that, that is, I, it's so wise. And thank you so much for sharing that, Rachel. And I will also add um, in the creation story, what's really interesting is that God creates man on the sixth day, but then to, to the scripture you just read on the seventh day, they, man and woman and, and God rested. So imagine the very first day of man's existence is a day of rest. I, I mean, that is so mind blowing when you think about that. And it's because God has did all the work then and he's done all the work now. So our, our first response is to rest. So good. <clears throat> As a <clears throat> goodness gracious. <laughs> today. Amen. Is what I <laughs> so what did God bring to the surface after the sabbatical? I yeah. Think important. Yeah. So um, let's mm -hmm. see. There were two kind of, I had two objectives for the sabbatical. One was just to rest and relax and reconnect with the mission. Right. Um, and then second was to discern the future for faith and work journey. Cause I did feel like we needed to make some changes and I wasn't sure what those were. And so um, God was faithful in, in providing both for both of those, um, you know, in terms of the rest and relaxation, I had um, some moments of rest, uh, probably more play than rest in a lot of ways, but, um, I, but definitely time to um, reflect. And um, he gave me three themes to take forward into my life at post-sabbatical. The three themes were one, to be open, meaning being open to him and to others and to not be so afraid of sharing, asking for help um, mm. and, and just, yeah, being vulnerable with people. Um, two was to go slow because, mm. you know, I, like my pace is always pretty fast, but like I said, last year, it was just, it was crazy, right? Yeah, I know. We were, we were saying guilty, before the guilty, recording guilty. That, <laughs> that Rachel, my pace is fast. I can only imagine what your pace is, but, <laughs> um, but that, um, you know, that I really needed to slow down. And there's, I can't remember where this uh, reference comes from, but it's kind of the three mile an hour God. And it's just this ah. idea that kind of like when you walk with God and you people, if you're just walking, you walk about three miles an hour, mm -hmm. that's the pace that um, allows you to commune with God intimately. Yes. So yes. the second thing was go slow. And the third was just rest in him. In the sense that, you know what, um, he has done it all. He will do it all. And I need to, I need to work from a place of rest. So mm -hmm. he was very faithful in giving me that kind of reflection time and giving me those themes. And then in terms of the discernment for the future of faith and work journey, he was also very faithful in that. I had discerned that basically as a startup independent ministry, uh, we really needed to partner with folks or needed to somehow come under some other umbrella because we couldn't do it. We couldn't continue to try to do it all on our own. And, um, and fortunately he coming out of his sabbatical, God provided this wonderful opportunity for the future faith and work journey, which I can talk about later, but I just did want to affirm that like these two things that I kind of wanted to get out of the sabbatical God provided and so much more. 
Oh, I love it. It's always better than we think that it will be, you know, like when we allow him to do, I say to let God be God. Uh, it's amazing, you know, how he just can bless our socks off. And, and some of the lessons that I heard you talk about and the, the learnings from that time of rest, it's cool to see how he did that in your personal life and in your professional life. And because yes. of that, you know, your new way or things that you're going to implement now in your personal life um, is somewhat similar in the same vein of, of that faith and work journey too, of, of how you have decided you need to partner and link arms and ask for help. It's yes. similar. Yes. Yes. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that happens. <laughs> so I can, I can hear someone saying as they're listening or watching right now, they're like, oh, well, um, I, there's just no possible way that I could take a sabbatical. I am a very busy, you know, business leader in the world, or I have these kids at home or my schedule looks this way. Like, what would you do or what, excuse me, what would you say to the, uh, encourage the sister that thinks that it's impossible to take a sabbatical of any kind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me answer that question in two ways. Um, the first is to, I think, maybe challenge our perceptions about what's possible. And I think that to think about our lives in terms of seasons and um, that in this season, yes, you may not be able to, but I think what you want to do is be able to design your life in a way where in a future season, you may be able to take a sabbatical. So um, just kind of, I think, realizing that we probably have a lot more agency or control over circumstances than we realize. And I, and I know, you know, um, when you, if you, if, and when you've built up a support system, including, you know, a a spouse or life partner, um, Mm -hmm. including other family members, including, you know, church, et cetera. If you have built that up, if you cultivated it, I'm fairly confident that you could figure out a way to to take a break if that were a priority. Okay, Um, so that's the first answer is just, you know, I would really challenge our kind of assumptions about what's possible. Um, But the second answer I would have is that I think um, while I agree that like rest and taking a break is is super important, I think rest is more than just ceasing from activity. And so, you know, I think a lot of times we think, oh, well, I need to take a Sabbath every week, or I need to go on a sabbatical and and stop work. And yes, unplugging from activity is truly important. But I think we also need to unplug from, frankly, our idols, the Mm. idols that drive us to work and to constantly be on and to feel like we need to constantly do everything all of ourselves. Mm. I think, um, uh, so often, you know, when we we worship things either like work or activity or the esteem that we get from work or the sense of significance and value that we get from work, and um, we need to unplug from those unhealthy beliefs and and values. Um, you know, there's only one true God, and none of these other things are going to give us the um, security and the satisfaction and the self-worth that only God can give us. And so if we are able to um, not just take breaks from activity, but take a break from looking to these idols to mm. get those things, um, then I think you're in a much healthier place, regardless of how busy or you know how full your life is. 
So um, I feel like rest is more is less of an activity and more a state of mind, mm, if that makes any sense, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, and I think that we are all um, big by God's grace, able to get to that state of mind if we allow him to help us. Amen. So how, how, do, how do you do that, Denise? Like, yeah. how do you dethrone the idol? If you know, like, yeah, how yeah, yeah, yeah. Say no so, to that. Yeah, so, so three things, you know, one is to um, soak in the gospel. Amen. And what I mean by that is, you know, the gospel, the gospel idea that Jesus lived the perfect life, yeah. died the perfect death and rose again so that his righteousness is now imputed onto us. When God looks at us, he yeah. sees the perfection of Christ mm -hmm. just to constantly remind ourselves of that truth. That is so important. And one of my pastors would say, you know, you need to preach the gospel to yourself regularly. Mm -hmm. You need to have yes. that. Like we yes. all have these like um, voices in our head that are always telling us, you know, <laughs> you haven't done enough. You, you need to work harder, but you know, you're not worth it, whatever. And we need to also hear this message of yes. the gospel that yes. it is finished. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that we can, you know, live out of rest and freedom and joy because of that. So number one, mm -hmm. uh, soak in the gospel. Um, number two is to reframe rest and um, mm -hmm. kind of like what you were talking about before that rest really is a gift. Yeah. Um, we can't see it as an obligation or a requirement, something we have to do, you know, cross off the list, you know, okay, I've done my sabbatical or I've done my <laughs> Sabbath, you know, whatever, like, no, but rest is, and also rest is not a reward Correct. for our work in the sense of, oh, well, if I just do all these things, then I'll be able to rest and feel like I can take a break. No, rest is an unnecessary part of work and it is necessary to do before work. Yes. When we work out of a position of rest, out of a posture of rest, um, not only are we, I think, more creative, um, more careful with our relationships, just a, you know, a better worker, um, but we also glorify God and we experience that intimacy with him. Right. So, so the second thing is to kind of reframe rest or reframe the way we think about rest. And the third is to practice, um, you know, taking breaks of activity, but in, but not, don't just like, I guess I I always am afraid when I say you need to take a Sabbath that people are going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to sleep or I'm going to watch Netflix or, you know, right. and, and those things are important. And, and I have done those things on my sabbatical, <laughs> but I think it's also to promote um, intimacy with the Lord and to um, work on some of these idols or ask him to help you work on your idols. So this time of, of unplugging from activity is really plugging into God, reading his word, praying, spending time with him, asking him to speak to you and do that regularly um, and build that into your rhythms daily, weekly, monthly, um, and annually, you know, so for example, like I, 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 in terms of weekly Sabbath, I, um, try to take Sunday afternoons, you know, no work whatsoever. But I also on a monthly basis, make sure I take a full day to actually just really unplug. So you need to kind of build in those rhythms, however they work for you. Yes. And I think that that's so important, Denise, is finding everyone finding how they Sabbath and what that looks like for them. I have a friend of mine that put together um, <clears throat> just this quick PDF and I'll see if I can attach it to this um interview, but it's like, if you had, and it has like different blocks of time, if you were to have this, what would you do? Because sometimes, sometimes people have, you know, decision fatigue and they're like, well, what can I do if I had a half of a day or, you know, and then, so that's like, kind of like 
you know, the almost like a baby step. And then <laughs> the next step would be actually implementing that. So for me, it's like once a month, I'm going to take myself out to lunch, no phone, no person. I sit a lot. I sit on this other side of a lot of people. And so for me, it's actually going and delighting in a, a meal alone by myself with no distractions, no having to pour in anybody, no having to, you know, like just doing that. But once a month, just for me on the calendar, reoccurring event, you know, I know what I do when I'm on my walks, like on my walks, I don't listen to music anymore. I don't listen to podcasts anymore. I just am present with whatever I see and experience on a walk. So I've put in these little types of Sabbath, some longer, some short, you know, but I, it has helped me to be able to Sabbath and be with the Lord. I think that's just so important in all of this is just how can you stop from the doing and the producing and be, be in your body, be in your, you know, with your mind, with your spirit and with the Lord. It's just, there's just no replacing it. No amount of work that we can do can replace that time with the Lord. And I don't know about you, Denise, but I have found that on the other side of Sabbath, and sometimes I feel silly saying this, but it is what it is. I'm like, God, I am just so much more creative on the other. Like, I know why you want us to rest. And he's like, yeah, daughter, I've said this. <laughs> <laughs> like over and over, I'm learning, you know, that we actually, like you said, are better at our work when we do set down our work, yes. you know? Yes. It's crazy. Amen. It's crazy. Amen, Rachel. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So find your way um, of Sabbath and what works for you. I love the three points that you brought up, Denise. Those are super helpful. Um, but yeah, and I think too, realizing that we can do it. If we plan all the other things in our life, we can do this, you know, we can do and, 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 and I think, yes. And be willing to ask for help, Good. you know, like, yes. like, you know, sometimes I think that we just think, oh, I can't ask my husband to do better. I can't ask my friend to do mm, better. That's good. Yes, you can. And I think yeah. people really want to help you. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Good. So good, Denise. So uh, we tell everyone a little bit about faith and work journey. And also, you know, since we've been talking about Sabbath and rest, is there anything just curious if you, that you are going to implement um, into the curriculum at faith and work journey, or, you know, if anything that you've learned. Yeah. From that, yeah. Thank you so much for asking Rachel. So faith and work journey, we offer spiritual formation and professional development experiences for Christian business people. We really want to help Christians cultivate a vital integration of their faith and work. And so our primary product or program is a discipleship cohort experience where um, it's called the master's journey and the master's journey includes uh, retreats and workshops and small groups and some self-study all to help people understand kind of the biblical foundations of work and rest um, to to imagine or to to capture God's imagination of what work can be um, and how this integration of faith and work, what that really looks like. Um, and then um, discerning your calling. And then we also have a whole session on rest and Sabbath. Beautiful. That's something that I definitely have built into the curriculum. Uh, and then even this year, you know, we're always evolving and, and expanding our, our program based on feedback we get from participants and from um, the learnings I get from talking with other faith and work ministry leaders, and then also just a lot of prayer and seeking the Lord. And so one of the evolutions that are additions that we added for this year was to incorporate more spiritual practices into the on your own time. 
So mm. we're asking folks to, on a weekly basis, to um, do some sort of spiritual practice, whether that's the um, prayer of examine or doing the daily office or Lectio Divina, um, and then also adopting some um, some more of the spiritual disciplines like fasting, silence, solitude um, on a monthly basis, really trying to just to help people develop those healthy mm. rhythms so that after the program, our, our program is about four or five months long afterwards, they will, the intent or the hope is that they would carry these, these healthy rhythms with them going forward. Beautiful. I love those new ideas, faith and work journey. That's great. And you know what? It's better together to practice these spiritual disciplines together and learn um, and cultivate those rhythms are just so important. Absolutely awesome. Well, before we go and finish uh, to our rapid fire questions, Denise, I also want to give space to an event that you are going to be participating in. Uh, We're huge fans of the Boldly Conference here at All of Us and the Polish Ministries, Kat Armstrong's and All of Us sister, um, former executive director for for Boldly and Polish, Dr. Joy Dahl. Um, It was on All of Us and we love Amy Cedrone and the team there. So tell us about the Boldly Conference and what's coming up. Yeah, so this is going to be in October and um, it'll be, the event is in Dallas. Um, If you're not able to make it to Dallas, you'll be able to access the recording afterwards so you won't miss out. Um, But it's a a terrific lineup of speakers who I'm so excited to see. Uh, You know, one of them happens to be Joe Saxton, which, you know, he's a really good friend of yours and mine. And I can't wait to to actually hear, like, be in the the same room with her, much less to then share the stage with her. Um, I will be um, speaking on real rest. And so it's great that we're talking about this topic now because I'm actually kind of thinking, oh, I need to say that or I need to say that my talk. Um, but um, the conference, from what I understand, is based uh, at least loosely on on Romans twelve one and two, and this idea um, that I want to pick on pick up on is offering our bodies, our lives as living sacrifices. And what does that mean in terms of rest? I think that like to to rest really is a sacrifice in the sense of it's it's a it's a um, act of worship. And it's, it requires, it's really hard, you know, as we've been talking about, but I think that when we do that, we allow ourselves to be transformed and um, we are able to, you know, discern what God's good, pleasing, perfect will is. And it's just like, I just am really excited to share kind of this idea of Sabbath sacrifice. It's going to be great. And there's so many, all of us sisters that live um, either in Dallas or within driving distance. So it is not too late to buy your tickets. This uh, recording will happen. You'll hear it um, starting October 1st. So you'll have time, time to get tickets to be in person, or if not, you can live stream wherever you are uh, in the entire world. So, well, Denise, are you ready for rapid fire as we end our time together here at all of us? I I don't know, but (laughs) we'll give it a shot. Ready or not, it's coming. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. All right. I kind of feel like this is like the game show portion of the interview. Yes. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. God is my heavenly father. Mm. True rest is unplugging from our idols. Like we talked Mm, about. So good. Mm -hmm. And leaders pausing from work is necessary necessary amen to that and all of us are better when um we are open with each other i'll go back to my first theme that god gave me is that we need to be open to receive and to give yes Mm, all of us are better together that's for sure 
Well, Denise, thank you so much for being here on all of us. I know, I know that I have learned and been encouraged about resting and sabbatical and pause and the importance and the gift of it. And uh, we're excited to connect with you further. If people want to do that, how do they do that? How do they connect to you and Faith and Work Journey? Yeah, yeah. Well, so faithandworkjourney.com, you know, you can go to our site and, and there are lots of free resources and then you can access all of our socials. And so, yeah, on social media, you can either reach me, Denise Leon, individually, or you can look Faith and Work Journey. Um, and I, we have multiple pages, multiple accounts for, for either the ministry or myself. But I would love to connect with you. And if you are going to be a cold lady, please introduce yes. yourself. It would be so awesome to meet you. So awesome. Well, thanks for being here, Denise. And for now, we will pick back up with this leadership series next month. Uh, but thank you so much, all of us, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.